You're going to forget. Probably. What's up, everybody? This is Alex Kelly here with the Furloughed Film Talks podcast on a Thursday night for our Friday episode with my brother... Ryan! What's up, man? How are you? Oh, I'm so good. How are you doing? I'm good. We yeah. just got done watching a little bit of The Crown yep. Season just, 4. Just ended uh, Episode 4, right? And I don't know how you let me go four years without watching that show, because it is yeah. chef's I mean, kiss. You knew about it. The, I knew, It's all yeah. on you. It's 100% yeah. on you. I mean, I, I am my own man. You are a 27-year-old man. 26. Well, Fuck you. Still 26. Round up a few days. Yeah. Uh, as Philip would say. Someone has a birthday yeah! coming up. On Manor. Next week sometime. Yeah, so going to celebrate that with some friends and family and not do anything because everything's going to be fucking closed. So... Not in Texas, though. Probably not in Governor Texas. Governor Abbott's not going to lock us down. No, but uh, Flick's brew houses are closed, so we're going to talk about that. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. This is um, our Friday episode. This has been a crazy week. Uh, check out our episode from uh, Monday where we talked with the director of the Orange Years documentary about Nef- uh, Nickelodeon, not Netflix. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Um, yeah. Way before Netflix was even around, uh, we talked to Scott. When Netflix was a twinkle in the eye of what's his face? Of who? What? Who's the Netflix? I literally have no clue. Is it Reed Hastings? Is that who that was? Uh, I literally never had. Literally don't know. Ryan's gonna look it up. But we talked to Scott Barber. Um, He was nice enough to join us. That was a really fun conversation. Check out his documentary, The Orange Years. But we're gonna talk. I was right. It was Reed Reed Hastings. Reed Hastings. Interesting. I've never heard that name before. Um, I don't know how I knew that. So we'll talk um, a little bit about Flix Brewhouse closing down all their locations, as well as Wonder Woman 1984 uh, having not really changing its premiere, but it didn't change its release date, but it did have an addition to it, right? So we'll talk about that in a minute, and then we will um, have we're going to bring something back in a way. We'll have a trailer park roundup of one trailer that came out today of a movie called Chaos Awakening, starring. Mads Mikkelsen, uh, who we're about to talk about in a second, actually, and Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland and Nick Jonas. Nick Jonas is in it? Yeah, I'm a Nick Jonas stan now, dude. Are you? I love Nick Jonas now. Eh. He killed it in Kingdom. Eh. So, um, we'll talk about that in our first Trailer Park Roundup in a few months now, uh, and then we will review the series finale, limited series finale, of Good Lord Bird on Showtime. So we're excited to talk about that. Uh, that came out this past Sunday. See? So we'll get that here. But first, we got to talk about somebody denying that they're going to be in a Fantastic Beasts movie. Supposedly, they got a hold. Well, he's, he didn't deny it necessarily. Oh. He just said that he hadn't gotten that call yet. Yes. Yeah, so he. So. Mads Mickelson. He did say, like, he's waiting for it. Yeah. So and his if exact- they do ask him, he's going to do it. Probably, depending on the money, I bet. But like, and I guess his schedule—I don't know how that all works. But his, his quote is Mads Mikkelsen on the rumor that he had been cast as Grindelwald, which we talked about last episode or episode before. We went on a whole rant. Um, his quote is, "Oh, that is on the rumor basis as we speak." Mikkelsen said in a recent interview with IGN. So I know as much as you do from the newspapers. So I'm waiting for that phone call. Yeah, which. Not huge news, but it's interesting that, you know, all of this broke and people were getting in a tizzy about who got the scoop first. And it's like, Mads is over here like, I haven't even fucking heard from Warner Brothers, dude. Like, yes, yeah, so this is like pretty typical of, you know, these rumors. Yeah. Like, so there's 
maybe one dude at one outlet that came up with this and or heard something from someone yeah. like you know who couldn't actually confirm it at WB. But that's the thing where it's like I thought I had heard because what happened with like the Oscar Isaac casting when in Moon Knight it was like oh that's a rumor and then all of a sudden it was like basically it was like yeah it's basically confirmed and it was like there was no real announcement or confirmation it was just kind of like yeah he's Moon Knight and it's like cool and that's like kind of how this felt too where it was like oh hey Mads Mikkelsen is gonna play it and then it just basically became like yeah he's gonna do it and now we have this where he's coming out saying like right and no one like, like, I haven't heard talk, shit no one thought to talk to him when they finally did he was like yeah I I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about but. exactly like I yeah so it's just weird you know and it's unfortunate because and I said this last time this is the type of casting that could maybe not save the whole franchise but it could definitely steer it back in the right direction I guess because of the kind of actor that he is and so it was now to have this it's just like Okay, we just... I still think they need a bigger name if they really want to like get people excited about it. But who? Like who? Let's spit John Wick. Get Keanu Reeves up in there. Ah, uh, maybe. That'd I mean... be insane. Okay, but to play no, I mean, you really want Keanu Reeves to be playing like a villain, would you? I'm trying to think That's of not what really movies his, I've seen him in that forte. he's really... No, I mean, but he like I just I'm thinking like actors who have semi-long hair and that's like the first one that popped in my head for some reason i mean um what's his face michael fassbender could be good Ooh, that'd be dope yeah i hope they do that. i mean there's several there's a bunch of people tom hardy right tom Harden. nah he's a little short yeah he's, he's too short he's too stocky so, yeah that's the other thing i was like he's a little wee, wee bit yeah chunky Mad Book is gonna be really good. Michael that's the thing. I, I really hope he's just like I hope that's what he I hope they're like this is like a negotiation tactic or some bullshit where like he's not getting as much money as he wants from Warner Brothers, so he's like putting this out into IGA. <laughs> I can only imagine that the conversation is like, listen, we already paid Johnny Depp eight mil for this <laughs> for his like unusable fucking scene. So yeah. like we don't have a ton of money here to be spending on like this like what are you doing plus they bro? have to get actors that are okay working with like a transphobic transphobic uh writer screenwriter yeah so yeah that must make it really hard to get people into this i don't know it might Dude, i'm sure what's his face this and is too pleased about it Redmayne. no um jude law no Who's the one fucking LBGTQ like oh, actor? Oh, Ezra, Ezra Miller? Yeah. The one who is also in Hot Water? That's so exact, he, yeah. he literally can't say, say shit right he now. He really shouldn't. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, they just need to take this entire franchise that, that is, behind like, so, the shed. Like, under the rug. Like, no one's going to ever, like, talk about that. Like, no one... That, see, that's the weird thing where it's like, yeah, like, nobody talks about it, but it, like... It, no one talks about it because, like... But it pops up sometimes, like, really quietly, well, yeah, somebody yeah, will bring it no up. No one talks about it because, like, that lady was paid off, and, like, it never oh, yeah. pressed, like, a charges pressed, and, like, it just quietly went away, you know, yeah. and, you know, he's in two huge fucking franchises. Both so, owned by Warner Brothers. Right, so you know their lawyers, like, did everything they could to silence it. Imagine, imagine you had Classic that. Hollywood. Imagine you had that much power, or you had that much sway, in arguably one of the largest studios, 
right now and you're in like their biggest franchises so you can be like he decked this woman right like he, yeah a he fucking woman <laughs> like he hit a woman and it's on camera and he's still leading two i don't remember though like she was kind of like they were there wasn't it wasn't just like he walked up and, like cold clocks like some random woman like she had been f- fucking with him like yeah but st- but still exactly you know we're not yeah and you like but you you should understand like what the the whole scenario was what the situation was but like that's what i'm saying i'm not when it's you're not like somebody of that stature it's like maybe make a better fucking decision well, yeah right but he was plastered and like yeah. you know so um happens. that's our ezra miller discussion so yeah just wanted to update that on the mads mickelson thing i thought saw that the other i saw it yeah, today or yesterday? I don't know. Whenever it broke, and was just like, "Gosh darn it! Why? Why do I care anymore? Like, I just shouldn't care it's about this." Harry Potter. Exactly. You always have like some vested interest in it. Yeah, it's literally tattooed on my body. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, right. Um, from one piece of shitty news to even more kind of shitty news, um, our local independent movie theater that Ryan absolutely hates. Um, has had to close down all of its movie theaters, even though you were like, let's get the CEO on. Like, well, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to talk to him. It would maybe be. like talk to him about kind of revamping that goddamn menu because Jesus Christ, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, not only, like, I would really actually like to talk to him. Like, I get like, not know, about having to close down the theaters, not like, at all. Hey, like, bro, like, <laughs> we really sucks. need to address a few things. Like, your menu sucks. Your fucking service is horrible, and your tone is not great. <laughs> your, your tone? Yeah, their tone when they're like, "Hey, you know, don't use your fucking phones." Like, oh, you're yeah, yeah. That was the whole like Alamo draft. Alamo is way worse, yeah, but still, yeah. like, you know. Anyways, we are on. We are not. We are. We are saddened. Even though Ryan may not seem it, I'm not. What I am. Shut up. <laughs> the local okay, I, I I am that. Yes, there's because work. this is the first domino that could be yada falling. yada. One of the first, maybe not the first domino, but one of the first early signs of what's to come. And so they had to, uh, yeah, they had to close all of their. They had like eleven movie theaters. Um, they had to close all of their theaters, um, because they obviously are not bringing in enough money to justify, um, you know, keeping the doors open. And they did that even before. Wonder Woman dropped the news that they are sticking with their Christmas Day premiere, but they will also be dropping it with no extra charge, which is a direct shot across the bow at Disney uh, to its HBO Max subscribers. Right. So this is something, and for people who, I don't want to sound pretentious, but it's going to sound that way. For people who follow like what's going on with movie theaters, this is a huge, but this really alarmed a lot of people. And it's because this is possibly one of the first real things that could damage what happens to movie theaters if Wonder Woman is successful with its HBO stream, HBO Max streaming numbers. Mm-hmm. And if more studios start to realize that they need to basically forego the theater experience and just drop even their big titles on right. their streaming services. Because we had said, yeah, let the smaller independent movies go to the streamers, but the big movies would still be in the movie theaters. That might now start to change. Well, for you know, for this one at least, it's going to be in both. Yeah. Which, I mean, this is exactly why theaters like Flix aren't able to operate right now is because there's no, like, you know, blockbuster 
movies coming out anymore. Like, there's no Marvel movies. There's no DC movies. There's no Star Wars movies. There's, like, no... James Bond. Nothing coming out. Yeah. So, like, these movie theaters make their money off of, like, the big movies that come out and then fill like you know multiple theaters multiple screens in each theater for multiple weekends and flicks has even worse because like not only are they a movie theater but also like part movie theater part brewery Mm -hmm. so you think about it like they can't just like you know make partial batches of their beers so they're having like if they're going to open their doors they have to operate their brewery at full capacity and, like, if you only have, like, you know, the theaters we've been to, like, actually let him go, what we saw on Sunday, had a pretty good number of people in the theater. Yeah, for a Sunday afternoon, it was but typically a it's dozen been like, people, maybe. Yeah, it's been, like, you know, five to ten people. Like, you can't fucking sell that much beer to, like, five to ten people in each theater you know, and for a theater again, that like this brewery, does a brewery, does a full menu, like the whole nine yards, they've got to be just bleeding money. Yeah. Like, and they are not going to make money until these big movies start coming out again. Well, and it, like to have Wonder Woman be coming out in theaters and in um, on HBO Max, especially with like the holidays. Yeah, on Christmas. Yeah, yeah, on Christmas. Like, yeah, on Christmas. So, mm. you know, just off the jump, people aren't going to be traveling, right? Mm-hmm. So, if they aren't going to be traveling, they're not going to be too keen to like go out to the movie theaters, and especially in markets like you know New York, the Midwest, New England, L.A. or the entire state of California now is under a curfew for the next well, yeah month. i mean that's what i'm saying though like those yeah. areas yeah. It, you know over december it's gonna be dead of winter so oh, like, i see what you mean okay. no you know no one's gonna be traveling no one's gonna want to get out of the house like I, the numbers for like the theater ticket sales of one room are gonna be abysmal like i don't i truly don't know they're, i guess they're just saying like you know, we can't wait any longer, and it's going to be well into 2021 before we could actually release this in theaters and make our money back. So, because there's no way they're going to make their money back just by releasing this on HBO Max and in theaters. No, I, I don't think they'd be able to. Because what's going to happen is somebody's going to say, okay, like I'll get the HBO Max subscription. So that's for one month, that's $15. Right. And then their buddy and their other buddy are going to come over. And all three of them are going to watch it. Yeah, or you, and so you're not you send have... it to like four or five different people exactly. to use your password to watch it. So instead of having three people come buy $12 tickets and you make $36, yep. you're going to have three people and you're going to make $15 off those three people. Right. So there, yeah, there's no way. no. And on top of that, let's not forget, they now just were able to strike a deal with Amazon to have HBO Max be put on the Fire Stick. Mm-hmm. No such deal has been struck with Roku, right? And Roku yeah. is the largest streaming stick, whatever you want to call it. So if you out have, there, if you have just like say you have AT and T, right? Like you have AT and T uh, cable, mm-hmm. like are you able to like access HBO Max through like a cable package? I don't think so, mm-hmm. but I can definitely Google and see AT and T. Cable packages, HBO Max. 
Uh, but but does not uh, learn about and find out if your age or plan provides access to it. It looks like some of them does. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. I like because Wonder Woman is what like a three. Yeah, they do. Three hundred million dollar movie. Oh, yeah. If you start to take into account how much they probably had to pay for promotion. Um, Everything that goes into two hundred million was just the budget, just alone. the production budget. So, so, like double that for promotion. Yeah. So four hundred right. million dollars. Like it's it's I I don't get it. But and here's what I'm. They might and, be and able they, to scrape scrape by like break even, because like all the DC fanboys will like make it to the theaters to see this. Well, and you have to add in. You have to also remember and think about how much money they got from endorsements and like product placement and shit like that because that well, some, for some movies like James Bond supposedly I was reading something back when they moved it again they were or they were talking about selling it for um, to a streaming service mm-hmm. they were talking about the logistical nightmare it would be basically paying back all the people who gave them money to have product placement oh, yeah. so Bond cars is, watches like yeah, all that Aston Martin and Tag here so like all that money that like they supposedly get because they have to try to offset all the budget costs that it takes to make a James Bond movie. Like I don't know if Wonder Woman 1984 had the same. Obviously not, but like how much product placement they, they had. Probably, nah, but yeah, like they had to have looked at it and thought, okay, the only time that we can really release this movie is going to be like May when it's or like when would we be able to really break even with only a theatrical release? Like yeah, the earliest is going to be May. Right. Probably, right? And so they're like, okay, screw it. Let's just put it on HBO Max and in theaters. And it'll probably be in theaters until May anyways. Probably, Because they'll do the same thing as they did with Tenet. We'll just keep it in theaters for like months and months and months. So like that's what I'm saying. They might be able to break even with this, but I mean, it's not a good like precedent to set with your big release. Like hopefully this is like the only one... Um, Warner Brothers has to do this with right like if they only had to do this with Wonder Woman 1984 and Disney only did it on their platform with Mulan like in moving forward we get into like April May June and they start releasing their movies on a normal cadence then it you know it's not that bad it's not gonna like kill the movie theater business but if like we get deep into you know 2021 and they have to start releasing movies that they were going to release in April and May onto. Like, just say, like, coronavirus yeah. doesn't slow down at all. Like, the handoff like, is completely botched and the vaccinations just The go vaccinations, like, no. like, take forever or aren't effective or there's some bullshit that happens. And, like, you know, it's... We're talking now, like, third quarter of 2021 before they're able to, like, release their movies. That's going to fucking seriously, like screw up the what percentage of movie theaters do you think have to close at that point because at that point like worst case scenario yeah yeah, because at that point i think then companies like it's mgm who owns james bond right uh yeah okay so like the people who had james bond finally realize they cannot keep holding on to it so they sell it to a streaming service and somebody pays like 600 million dollars to have it on a streaming service yeah that is like one of the first really if that were to happen that's one of the biggest dominoes to fall and then like a black yeah. widow gets thrown on disney plus 
because I think that's one of the other ones that can fall. If those two happen, that's those are the things that we, then we have to start to look at how many movie theaters are going to close. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I don't know. Like, I mean, worst case scenario of like James Bond goes to Netflix, and then they Disney either has to push back Black Widow to like later in the year, or decides to release some Disney Plus. Like, you know, a lot of fucking like so independent movie theaters i would say like or not even just independent movie independent no no no, no. Yeah, i know, okay, I know. Okay. i'm getting there like independent movie theaters i would say greater than like 50 percent of them would would have to close and then probably like 20 to 40 percent of the major theater chains would have to like shut down their smaller theaters right yeah. so it's like yeah i mean it could be it'd be catastrophic like it'd be insane yeah i was actually watching a i forget what it was some like finance youtube video but like oh it was um ian bremer of gzer media he's a geopolitical analyst and he was saying that like you know we'll probably get a vaccine in like 2021 right Mm -hmm. and it's probably going to be late 2023 to 2024 but before we're back to like any semblance of normality so like like economic wise and like economically just and socially social. where people yeah. are like you know it's gonna be until that time until there's herd immunity and the majority of the population is vaccinated and we can actually like go back to a 2019 normal where we don't have to wear masks everywhere and we can like fill a, a theater of 200 or yeah. 300 people dude that's like that's that's two or three more years after next year like it's a long ass time well and that that invites a conversation of even if you know they start to say like oh like let's put let's say black widow does come out in theaters in uh what's going to be may i think that's when their release date is yeah it's going to say like oh oh, may they're probably not going to get the numbers that they want does that then make them reassess everything and that's when and even separate dominoes that maybe we weren't thinking about start to fall to where the ideas of like the downfall of theaters start to begin anyways because they're not they're basically like what just happened with tenant they didn't really get the numbers that they were wanting and then all of a sudden they start to say like okay we have to start thinking about what we can do just to maximize money as much as possible like well how like you know how long does this have to go on until not only the theaters have to reassess their business model but the studios as well. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. if you know Disney had projected the the Marvel release schedule of like what four or five movies over the next like eighteen months. Yeah, something like that. Right. So like, and they're spending anywhere between a hundred and five hundred million per movie. Like, you know, if the theaters aren't making the money from these movie releases, neither are the studios. Oh, for sure. So yeah. how long is it until like they start saying? You know, it makes no fucking sense to have just such an insane release schedule with such large budgets. Well, yeah, and I mean, that's something where you know the money that would supplement their their profits are were coming in from things like the parks and the places like you know the places that are just not bringing in money now. And so then, yeah, so they right. start to have to cut shit. And normally they would have been like, oh yeah, we have this egregious you know, filming schedule, it's like, no, we got to pare this down because we just don't have all of these, you know, income sources anymore. And so it's really going to, yeah, it's going to have to start to really kind of, you know, figure out where they can cut costs. And that's just something to kind of have to watch over this next couple, 
guess year or so. It's, it's yeah, it's really really bad. And I think the one thing that I kept seeing people say last night on Twitter was, you know, what's stopping Disney from just dropping Black Widow in a month on Disney Plus? Nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. So it's literally just like I mean, at this and point, that like makes me hold my breath because I'm like, if they do that, done. Theaters are yeah. That's like I mean, at this point, they might like. It probably, depending on how the numbers go with coronavirus, like it might make way more sense for them to just go ahead and start releasing this shit on Disney Plus because, like, they might have to say to the theaters, like, sorry, but we have to do what's best for our business. And, like, it will absolutely decimate the theater business. And it could be five to 10 years before, like, that actually recovers yeah no it's it there there are going to be it's going to be irreparably changed no matter like what happens but like the extent of the damage is still very much up in the air and yeah. it's getting worse like every single day which so. i mean we're talking like worst case scenarios here like it it could go the exact opposite way and we could have three different vaccines approved in the next two months and we yeah. have 40 million people vaccinated by the end of January. So, like, it's just the one thing that I worry about, and I don't want to get too political and call me on my call me on this if I'm speaking bullshit. I'm just saying out loud what I'm hearing and seeing and thinking. If we don't have a really, let's just say, borderline good transition, is there a possibility where? because there wasn't a good transition and because they didn't have the information that they needed, the vaccinations and the distribution of the vaccinations falls apart or is nah, delayed so. at all? Nah. Okay. If it's not, then I'll happily agree with you. No, because you got you to you like, think, dude, like who, who is distributing these vaccines and who is... Who's producing these vaccines and who's distributing them? Well, it's, it's not a, the federal government. Okay, but isn't Companies it... Companies with a profit motive are responsible yeah. for this there's no like it doesn't matter who's in the white house like they're gonna get these vaccines out because Good. they have I mean, a profit motive to do so true but and wasn't but wasn't this partially funded by the federal government wasn't weren't they given money to start their trials and like to start manufacturing them yeah they were given okay. money to like uh expedite the research and yeah. development of them okay. yeah sure no so it's just that's just my point i'm just saying if there's any hiccup or anything to like delay this a little bit, not only, and we're speaking about one industry, a very small industry in the grand scheme of things, but the whole economy at that point gets moved back a little bit too. If yeah. we keep pushing this back months and months and months. So it's, that's just my worry where wow. if we somehow continually fuck this up even more, who and what is going to be damaged. And we, and at this podcast, focus on the movie industry and we've talked about it a lot up to this point and this is something that is one of the very first big dominoes to fall and we've talked about it at times and now it's like okay this one falls let's see what the other ones that could fall and you know figure out where this is all fucking heading because yeah it would really really suck and it's i think it's inevitable at this point that some movie theater is going to close but to what extent is the damage going yeah, to Yeah, I, I guess at this point, we just have to start watching out for either Black Widow or James Bond. I think yeah. James Bond is way more likely to go to a streaming service at I, this point. I I cannot believe they didn't... If, if this was true, I think most of this was rumors, but 
if they legitimately had somebody th- even just thinking about paying $600 million. You know Netflix would have paid that. I know, but I'm just yeah. saying, if they legitimately had somebody thinking about that, they should have pulled the trigger. Okay, like, well, no, 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 no. So, but on the flip side, say like, okay, you get $600 million now, mm-hmm. or you make it, because the release date's now Easter, right? Yes. So like April? Yes. Like mid-April or so? You make it to mid-April, and you're the first major blockbuster release, like, as we're slowly getting out of this crisis, you easily pull in, like, you know... A bill? Over, like, a billion and a half to two billion. Because, like, people... Well, I don't know. That's probably being way too... And that's my point. You you basically could guarantee... Because like, in April, people are costs. not going to be, like... I, completely uh, like you know gung-ho about getting out probably and I've a already, lot of people aren't i've already had and i think you've told me this don't, let me correct me if i'm wrong but i've already had a lot of people already tell me that they're not going to get the fucking vaccine when it's rolled out oh yeah they, they just don't trust it so that's another thing that we have to start to think about like yeah the vaccine's going to be out there but how many people are going to trust that that vaccine was made right basically that it's right. safe it's safe that there's no side effects all that type shit. Well, there are side effects. Like, exactly. The Pfizer so, vaccine, like, they've been really upfront about, like, you have a fucking hell of a hangover for, like, two or three days after you get the vaccine. So, so that's my point. So, like, even if we get to January or February, where, like, all these vaccines are out there, like, how many people are actually going to get the vaccine and the numbers are going to go down? Right. And then they can put the movie out and then they're going to make a billion and a half. So it's like they could have gotten $600 million to basically cover all of their expenses, pay everybody that needed to be paid, yeah. and just not have the headache anymore. I'm extremely biased because like James Bond is one of my favorite fucking franchises, and yeah. like even it coming out in April pisses me off because like oh we should have gotten it forever ago. Like James Bond is like that's a November movie. Like there's some like movies you know like. Avengers movies, you get them in fucking May. Harry Potter, you got always in like November. Yeah, Harry Potter, you always get like in October, November. James Bond, you get in November. Like, yeah, yeah. And it just is yeah. what it is. Like, don't fuck. Like, just don't push fuck it to the formula. Yeah, seriously. Like, <laughs> yeah, but whatever. So, no, it's uh, and it, I would be extremely pissed if they sell it to a streaming service and the only way you get to see it is at home. Like, another thing yeah. with James Bond is, like, that is, like, the quintessential, like, cinema experience, right? Which is why, like, and I, I, I pretty much knew the answer when I asked you this yesterday. Like, when the news broke, and it was a little while after, and I just said to you, I was like, hey, like, we're going to see Wonder Woman in theaters, right? And what was your answer? Like, fuck yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, fuck <laughs> yeah, we were going to do that. So it's like, we're still going to see it in theaters, um... There's going to be a temptation on Christmas Day to, like, sign up for HBO Max and just watch it because it'll be out there. But we can wait a day and go see yeah, it Yeah, I'm theaters. sure we'll see it again on HBO Max. I'm sure yeah. we'll watch it for, like, a yeah, second yeah. time. But, like, there's no fucking doubt, like, we're going to see yeah. it for the first time in theaters. So, it's just, that first day, it's going to be a little rough because I'm going to be like, motherfuckers. But we'll, we'll wait. We're going to have to we'll wait till the 26th. We'll wait a day because we can wait an extra day now that we've waited months to see it. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, so they have announced that that will be officially for sure. There had it had been a little bit up in the air, but out in theaters on Christmas Day as well as HBO Max. Um, so go check that out when it comes out. We will definitely do a review of that um, the day after Christmas. See, but let's watch a trailer with old Tommy Holland okay. and Daisy Ridley. Let's do it. But that's not all, folks. Here's the real blockbuster. Brace yourselves, you might want to sit out. Spider-Man's real... Spider-Man's real name is... Spider-Man's name is Peter Parker. What the... Ryan does not look impressed by the trailer for a new movie called... Chaos Awakening, starring the fuck was that? <laughs> Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland. Ryan, what were your thoughts other than what the fuck was that? That looks like some stupid shit. That looks nuts. Fuck looks you. A... I can't say that word. Uh. Mm. Does his points? Yes. Yeah. It's, uh... Some of his acting on second viewing does not look great. I.e. Tom Holland. Okay, my um, biggest problem with this is the visible thoughts. Yeah, it's weird that there's, like, floating air bubbles that, like, are supposed to show you that you can, like, hear man men's thoughts. Right. But I like that idea where, like, for some reason you can hear ev- ev- men's thoughts specifically. But then, like, I didn't really... I, it's, like, a weird idea to have in a movie. Wasn't I, there, like, a Hugh Grant movie where, like, he could, like read like women's thoughts or something yes i know i don't know if it was hugh grant or not but i remember something about like he was walking around and he basically could like hear their thoughts and like could basically act upon it and it was like a weird creepy thing he could fucking do right it wasn't guess who it was who was who kevin spacey it was a movie we recently saw kevin costner no who? I don't Coming know. for your head, fat man. Oh, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Oh my God. What women want? Not Mel Gibson. Okay, but th- I'm, come on. This premise is like really dumb, right? Like, there's a planet full of men, and they can read each other's <laughs> thoughts, and well, then this one woman like crash okay, lands. It's a very sci-fi-y, like kind of weird. But I think the only reason that like I'm kind of excited for it is because it's like Tom Holland. I love Tom Holland. So Tom Holland's great. And it's by the dude that did Born Identity and Edge of Tomorrow, which like I didn't think Edge of Tomorrow looked great, but then like it got really good reviews. So I'm like, okay, like I'm interested to see. I'm actually gonna watch that this weekend. Edge of Tomorrow? Yeah, because I've never seen it all the way through. I've never seen it. I keep getting clips of it on my YouTube feed. So I I've probably watched like 10% of the movie in the past few days because I keep watching clips of it and it looks fucking badass. I guess we're doing an Edge of Tomorrow viewing this weekend. So, uh, um, but anyways, this seems like, you know, a cross of what women want at Planet of the Apes. Yes. No one asked for that. No, they didn't. Um, I just think it's interesting how they basically not deal with the idea that you could hear men's thoughts, but they do it in a very interesting way where they're like trying to hide out from whatever monster is like also on this planet Mm -hmm. and like because you hear it out loud that obviously gives their like position away yeah so it's something it's an unintended consequence that you would not normally think about but when you put people into a pressure situation like that all of a sudden when you're freaking out and you're trying to be quiet like you're screwed like you're basically screwed so yeah and that's why like we 
don't have that. Yeah, well. So, but we have to see. Here's a really stupid premise. I like it. I think it's going to be cool. I think you should hold off your your judgment for it to see, like, how or why you can hear men's thoughts. It would be very bad and lazy if they don't even try to explain that. But, like, there has to be some, like, reason or justification for, like, that happening, basically. I hope so. What I want to know is, like, because at the end of the trailer, Daisy Ridley said, like, like Ben Bickleson was asking her how many more are coming, like hundreds. She's like, no, thousands. So is there like an invading army of like women that are coming to like take over this minute, like planet of men? And it's just like this one big like that'd be a real, SJW fuck you. This or would something. be a, that would be a really weird message if that's like what. Yeah, I don't know because I thought it was supposed to be like aliens were invading or something like those weird like. Things that were tracking. No, it seems them. like they invaded the aliens' planet. Cause oh Jesus Christ! If it's women that are like invading this planet, like a whole army of women, right? This one, it's literally going to be like just an extended cut of that one scene from Avengers: Endgame, where all the superhero women like oh, team. God, yeah. The boys' uh, showrunner shit talked that moment. He, that's why he should. That's why like, he. That's why he put that like girls get it done bullshit into the second season because he was doing. Oh like, yeah, you he was doing tell. a direct call out of that and like he was like, yeah, that was like the most pat. And it wasn't even him who like came up with the idea. It was another woman who was like on the writing staff who was like, literally, fuck that. Like, why? That made no sense. Like, that's what, what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like even, anyone I've ever heard talk about that scene has been like, there's one of the most like just blatant bullshit yeah. like fucking moments in a movie ever and I'll never forget like cause we were with Garrett watching it and like they start to you can see it kind of building like 30 seconds before cause like all of a sudden one is like hey yeah like let's go do this and like they start to like walk towards each other right. and Garrett just goes are they really about to have like all the Marvel women come in I was like yep yeah. like yeah, yep, that's they, about to happen they were yeah, <laughs> yeah so We're just like well, let's not get in. Let's no. Just, um, but Ryan might not be wrong. I was excited for this movie when I first watched the trailer a little bit earlier today. So then I saw the release date, and it quelled my excitement for it a lot. When's the... January 22nd, 2021. So they dropped this in the middle of January, which is not historically a great time for movies. Maybe it's a little different right now, but... <laughs> I don't think things are going to change during a pandemic. But... Exactly. So I don't no, know. This, like... this seems like a cheap knockoff of uh, Annihilation. Yeah, I did get Annihilation vibes, which is why I'm, I'm holding off my, um, what's the word, criticisms of it until I see it, because... Hey, it might I be not, great. Like, yeah, because I didn't think Annihilation was going to be good, and then we went and saw Annihilation, and it blew my doors off, so yeah, like I'm just going to hold... Is Daisy Ridley just going to be like <laughs> a perpetual... Um, what's it called? Lost Woman? What? No, what's like the character archetype where oh mary sue yeah just a perpetual mary sue god i hope not because i mean that'd be unfortunate i mean you're not wrong right so, i don't know what other movies she's been in so i guess we need to check out what other movies she's been in no, right, no, you, know, you know what I, okay, okay yeah she hasn't um, been that's what i'm saying like the verse kind of movie she does after star wars is like almost uh like, whatever let's know. let's just look up her imdb real fast it's not extensive that would be unfortunate. Uh, I was about to say, wasn't she in a Christmas movie? But that was Amelia Clark. Yeah. Which that was so weird. I wouldn't be surprised if she was in it. Oh, Murder on the Orient Express. 
Okay. Baby Baba Yaga, a short. She was in Peter Rabbit. She voiced Cottontail. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like a whole ton sense. Other than Ophelia, Peter Rabbit, Flopsy Turvy, which I don't know what the hell that is. The Dawn of Art, which is a video game. Asteroid Hunters, which is a documentary short she narrated. So this is really, yeah. Like yeah, that's first, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's, so, uh, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, it was completed. She's also got, that's not something, something called Women in the Castle. Hmm. The Inventor, which is, she's a voice acting in that. Uh, something called Coma and a Woman of No Importance. Wow. Uh, anyway, so we'll check that out. We'll let you guys know more about that. But we'll watch. I mean, yeah, it'll be something to watch. Right? That's our first trailer park roundup in a while. But now it's time to talk about something we were really excited to uh, finish off, and it did not disappoint. Pretty great. Ryan, what was it? Season finale of Good Lord Bird. It's limited series finale on yes. Showtime. Uh, we've talked about it last episode. It follows the life, uh, f- kind of fictionalized life of John Brown <laughs> yeah. um, and a actual fictional character by the name of Onion, uh, starring Ethan Hawke um, and Joshua Caleb Johnson, as well as uh, David Diggs as Frederick Douglass and my guy I like who really isn't one of the stars but Raphael uh, Casal oh yeah he is yes Um, so they they rounded it out with the uh, siege good and Maya Hawk and Maya Hawk yes who's not in the last episode she's only in like one episode my bae basically Jesus Christ yeah Um, so they rounded it out with um, in the the episode before this they had uh, taken Harper's Ferry basically artillery they had taken their weapons room well, the armory. Armory, that's the right word. Um, I couldn't come up with the word. Anyway, so they are in there. The episode starts up with them basically cornered. They're screwed. They know it. Um, and you just go through this episode, you know, basically getting ready for the end of everything. that you, If you kind of had looked into it at all, you knew how this was going to end. So you're just basically watching the inevitable unfold which doesn't make any of this episode any less interesting. Yeah, so like half of it was like the end of the raid on Harper's Ferry where, you know, the second to last episode, we got left off with them surrounded by like 1,200 federal troops. And then about half of this episode was the night before they basically are taking capture or Mm -hmm. actually pretty much everyone is murdered everyone is killed and except for john brown john brown is captured yeah and then um a lot of the um escaped slaves and african americans were able to try and get away out the back door um while john brown is possibly leading the charge out the front door Mm -hmm. that's how the fictional character onion gets away um she rendezvous with one of John Brown's sons, and um, the last kind of half to quarter of the episode was um, leading up to John Brown's execution. And there's like a really badass scene where um, Onion gets snuck into the jailhouse to like s- meet with John Brown the night before his execution, mm-hmm. which. Um, 
Yeah, like the entire like season is this is such like a awesome fucking relationship between John Brown and Onion because it's completely fictional, but John Brown like thinks Onion is like this escaped like feet, like little girl slave that he has taken care of and like is partially raised and whatnot. Um, you know, and it like just warmed his heart to see her for one last time before he's executed. And little as he knows, a fucking dude who's been wearing a dress for like seven or eight episodes now. Yes. Yeah. So, which the prison scene gives us probably the funniest moment of the entire show. With the where, fucking door. Yes, where like Onion walks up and he's talking to them through the bars and. John Brown just goes, oh, come on in. Like, he leaves the door open. And you're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's just this comedic moment where, like, and in that moment, you kind of realize, like, John, and I don't know if that's true or not, but, like. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But he was so, you, you, it's supposed to be kind of a metaphor of he was so committed to being a martyr and to seeing this through all the way, even if it was death, that even if everybody gave him an out, which was, could, Quite literally, the door to the jail cell being open, where he could walk out. He was not going to take it. Any it's time. not even yeah, he like wouldn't take it. His commitment, but it's like also his like absolutely sincere like religious belief. Yeah, that like he was fighting on the righteous side, and like he was going to be tested, and there were going to be moments where like his faith would be tested. And in every opportunity, he did the fucking hardest thing and, like, yeah. you know, in his mind, did the right thing. With basically no support. Like, he had yeah. supporters, but not, like, as much support as he would have if he had, if it, if it had been two or three years later. Which, even that's not really true because, like, the Civil War came about because of what he did. So, like, right. unless he had never, if he had never done what he did, would the Civil War have happened? Would that conflict have really happened or would it have taken longer so it's it's this idea of this is a character or a person in our history that was in a way instrumental in starting the civil war and having slaves be freed even if it was years before that happened yeah and the majority of the people like you know he had like latent support but the majority of the people who knew John Brown thought of John Brown as like an absolute fucking madman. Yeah, which in a way he was. Like, which he was. Yeah. But yeah, and like it's, you can't really argue that he had a profound effect on like the course of American history in that time period. Like you, I don't think you can really argue that like the Civil War would have never happened or would. Oh, have, no, like, I'm not saying it would. No, never. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm just okay. saying like. You know, it's hard to, to say what what or wouldn't have happened, but it's like it's it's not arguable that like he was a highly important character in that you know five year time period leading up to the Civil War, because like you know, not many people were willing to like risk their lives. To free the slaves. Like, yep. there were white abolitionists in the Northeast and throughout the country that were arguing for freeing of the slaves. But, like, 
really he was the only one that was out there you know willing to risk his life and like the risk the life of his sons and his family in order to do so no it's just i think even though this is a fictionalized story and it, it does a great job of you know making it interesting you know even though the, the original story is not talked about as much and probably isn't as interesting it it spices it up a little bit and it it shows some kind of comedic shit and kind of plays up how crazy he maybe or maybe was not and so it does a great job of shining a light on something in our history in our past that I don't think is talked about a lot or is mentioned as much as should be and so to get an I uh, to get a full picture of the Civil War I think you need to know about this as well as in the the run up to what the Civil War was, yeah, and then we, and on top of that, we need to have a, a you know, not now but throughout our country, we need to have an honest conversation about what happened in the Civil War. We just need we, we need to have honest conversations about our history and not you know sugarcoat shit. So yeah, I think it's really really important that like in our media and our you know in our art like this, we are constantly reminded of our history because yes. like you know i don't know if it's human nature to it, it's definitely human nature to like see people who don't look like you or live like you to see them as the other and to you know have prejudices and to treat people you know poorly based on that and it'd be really easy for many people in our country to head down that road of racism and treating like the fellow countrymen very poorly just based on the color of their skin or the background or the country of origin or what have you. So it's really important that like we have these constant reminders and constant like, you know, basically meditation on what happened in our country's history. Yes. And it's important to do it like, around the civil war around you know why did we why did hundreds of thousands of people die so that you know we lived up to our values and our founding documents so that every man is created equal not just like the civil war but also like the civil civil rights era like the 60s and 50s i was gonna say yeah like, like that it's important well. like, important to like demonstrate these things in in our culture and in our art like this the civil war the revolutionary war why did a you know a country of colonies decide to band together and like throw off a tyrannical government in world war one and world war two why did a country band together and cross the atlantic and the pacific to take on two fucking empires to end fascism and you know japanese imperial rule like these are really important things to remember and for each generation to have their own like experience with mm -hmm. so that we're we are educated in our history and like you and know just having honest conversations about what happened and not you know to fully grasp what was going on and to understand how we can better ourselves from the history that was behind us and honestly like something like what Girl, good Bird, good lord bird does it should not be a straight history lesson because it's not. There's fictional parts of it. Yeah. But what I think is really important with this and a movie like Emperor is it piques people's interest and it leads them to say like, oh, well, who's that person? I've really never learned about that person. Let me look into who that person is. And I think that's what 
this show and that movie and other movies in the future can do about those different types of people and those stories and times in our history and i think that's why something like this is so important yeah if like especially for this one like if the least this miniseries did was like if someone saw the trailer and saw like ethan hawk as john brown and didn't even watch this show but just went to wikipedia and like looked up john brown and then like followed the trail to harper's fury and if it it, like did nothing but educate people on like who this person was and if it took ethan hawk dressing up in a fucking beard and like blue contacts i love those contacts so much right like to do that then like it's a really really good thing yeah and you're like you know if you take it a little bit further than that if you actually watch the miniseries like it is not only a great history lesson but a fucking like hilarious show and yeah. a really really like heartfelt show just well acted well rounded it's it's a great show and i'm it's really awesome, thankful yeah. i'm really thankful that we were um i don't know able fortunate i don't know what the right word is but we were turned upon this by a youtube ad basically or yeah and you knew about it before i did so i'm, I'm really thankful that we stumbled upon it again and, and were able to enjoy it together because it was a lot of fun every sunday getting to watch that um, a new episode so it's only seven episodes it's from showtime you can get all the episodes on amazon prime uh do you want to do a max jindo head rating for the finale or for the season for series overall let's just do it for the series okay what would you give good lord bird limited series on showtime 4.5 okay i was gonna go i'll just fuck it i'll go 4.5 we'll give it a 4.5 from the furloughed film talk boys um it is a fun I mean, it's educational, like every um, aspect show. of the show is phenomenal. Like, yeah. it's, it's just great. No, it's a fun thing. I, I hope, I don't know uh, if they'll try to push it, but I hope that uh, Ethan Hawke and W. Dix try to get um, some Emmy nominations from this because it is really, really cool. They deserve yeah. it um, for a limited series. So we'll see maybe next year if they get some noms for that. So I got a, I got a thing for you. Uh-oh. Yeah. Is it The Crown? No. So okay. I got... A recommendation from a coworker. Uh oh. All right. right. Okay. So I was telling my coworker about Fat Man, and okay. I told her that it like automatically got bumped into my top five Christmas movies. Okay. And um, that led into discussion of like what other movies are in my top five, and she recommended. Have you heard of a movie called Avalon? No. Okay. So this is a 1990s Christmas movie. It's actually a period... It came out in 1990, but it's a period piece based in, like, the 50s or 60s. Okay. I know nothing else about it, but... Have you seen it? But we need to see it. No, no, no. You've never seen it. Okay, so... But I think we need to watch it. 1990 film. Uh, Elijah Wood is in it. Yeah, as a kid. (laughs) What? Uh, All right, so the drama follows the immigrant Krasinski clan that's still in Baltimore during the early 20th century. So it sure doesn't find... Oh. Yeah, I want to watch this. It was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Music, Original Score, and won the Writers Guild of America Award for Best Original Screenplay. Oh, that looks like it's really good. Yeah, yeah I'm so, down. Let's okay. watch that this weekend. So I told her we'd watch this if she would watch Fat Man. Okay, that sounds comes, like a fair trade-off. When it comes out on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm, I, I am down for this. So she we'll, also said that um, her if... 
we can get anyone out on the show. She prefers it would be Lenny Kravitz because that's the person she most wants her, her celebrity crush that she wants to meet. All right, so, so we need to get on. We need to get on Lenny Kravitz. Has he ever that, been in a movie? Is that what you're telling me? I'm just saying if it's possible. I mean, her isn't her his daughter Zoe Kravitz, right? Yeah, she's gonna be in the Batman, right? Yeah, let's. I, I, I would assume that he's been in a movie. Let's see, Lenny Kravitz. Yo, yeah, he was in uh, uh oh, Jesus Christ, uh, da, 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 Hunger Games. Was he? Oh yeah, you're right. I think I'm almost positive Maybe. he was in Hunger Games. Uh, boop 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 filmography. Zoolander that counts. Hunger Games. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, so so yeah. we we would have a justification for. Having I can it. I can be like, hey hey, we talked to we talked to Dio Okini. Can can you come on the show? Because they think, were both. Was in he in the first one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cinna. So they would have. Probably so, run. Yeah, talk to Dio Akina. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna tell her that tomorrow. I'd be like, yeah, we actually have like a, a dude from the Hunger Games. One degree of separation from, from Lenny Kravitz. From, from Lenny Kravitz, I'll I'll take that. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, so I think we need All to right. watch Avalon. So check back next week for our, our uh, Avalon episode. And real fast, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes or no? Yeah. Do you don't think it's a Christmas it's movie? It's absolutely not a fucking Christmas movie. I just say it is a Christmas movie. I don't really care either Does the way. plot of the movie have anything to do with Christmas? It's set during Christmas, right? No, 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 no. Does the plot of it, absent of when it's set, does the plot of the I movie have anything to do with Christmas? It's been so long since I've seen this movie. Does Aren't they having a Christmas party in the middle of it? Or are they just like in an office tower? I don't fucking know. I don't remember. I, legitimately... I, I really don't even know the answer to my own question because I've never fucking seen the movie. But... You've never seen it? No. Oh, then you don't get to have a fucking opinion. <laughs> From what I understand, it's not a... It's a Christmas... Dude, it's a Christmas... Like, there's a lot of like Christmas settings and shit. Like, it's a... And I think he like gets his son a Christmas gift or some shit. Like, it's a Christmas movie. Okay, but that doesn't mean it's a Christmas movie. Like, just because a movie is, like, you know... I'm just going to side on the side that, like, okay, I know okay, wait, a wait, lot wait. of people... Stranger like, Things with. Season 2. Is it a 4th of July season? Yeah. No, it's not! It's a fucking sci-fi! It's based over 4th of July! Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I don't think we get to really care, like, what is and isn't, like, a Christmas movie or a 4th of July movie. I think we should just, like, legitimately care, like, is it a good movie or is it a good TV show? Like, these arguments where it's like, that's not a Christmas movie. It's like, hey, shut the fuck up. Like, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Like, is it a good movie? And everybody's going to be like, yeah. It's like, was Alan Rickman badass in that? Yeah. No. Then it, shut up. You know, I just think it's funny because whenever you try and, like, argue with people about if Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not, it's fucking hilarious to tell them you think it's not because they lose their Oh, fucking, they go Like, those are goddamn minds. But that's my point. Like that's why. Like, that's I, what I was saying. Like I don't even know. Yeah. I've never even seen the movie. Yeah. It's funny to tell people. Oh, you yeah. think it's not because for me, then that's why I'm just like, yeah, sure. Because like I don't care. Like I could care less about if it is or isn't. So it's like, whatever, dude. Okay. But yeah, people get bent the hell out of shape <laughs> about it, and it's literally just like that. That's what you're worried about in your life that you're getting that mad about. Okay. And I'm over here at Harry Potter, just like why? And it's like okay. Hip- yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess 80s children will... That's an 80s movie, right? Die Hard? Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Some people it's are going like, to listen to this and just, like, write us off forever because we don't know, like, everything yeah, about Die Hard. Yeah, some boomers listening to us right now. Like, 1988. There you go. One of my students calls me a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's really funny. There's nothing else that like really gets me mad like <laughs> that they say, but like when she calls me a boomer, it catches it catches me off guard every time, and I'm just like, what? Why? Did you tell her like my parents are boomers? No, because it's so ridiculous, and I know she's like trying to get a rise out of me, so I'm just like. She Why? might not have any fucking idea what that means, though. I don't care. Like, I'm not gonna... You should care. It's your fucking responsibility to teach her. You're literally her teacher. Do you want to go there, Ryan? <laughs> not really. Good. All right. We're not going there. This is a film. Yes. Well, I was gonna say... You can't say that. You can't have favorites. Just saying. <laughs> uh, so... Anyways... Uh, <laughs> Um, that's a wrap. <laughs> this has been a wild episode, man. I say that like every time, but whatever. Um, we're both very tired. It's been a long week. We yeah. are ready for our Thanksgiving break. Are we going to do episodes next week, Ryan? I suppose. You make wow. Somebody's well. Re- I mean, are we? Because like our, our usual release schedule is Wednesday, Thursday, so, or right. Wednesday, Friday, and so thanks. Like Tuesday. Yeah, I guess we'll just do. We, we should do something. We should do a Sunday. We'll record something on Sunday again. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have one episode next week. Executive decision right now. Uh, so one episode next week, and then we'll be back the week after with our two episodes. Yeah. Um, those episodes will be a big one because obviously there, or not obviously, there will be a lot of news. We well, could record something on Friday too, though, because I have Friday off. No, I don't like releasing anything over the weekend because a lot of people don't really listen to podcasts on the weekend. If we record it Friday, we can release it Friday. Oh, you have Friday off? Yeah. Oh yeah, then let's just do that. Okay, so we'll have we'll have two. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll have one Monday, Friday, just like this week. So check back for our regular episodes next week. Um, we don't have any special guests next week, but we'll try to. We're gonna have a couple. Um, the week. Alex be slipping. Hey, you. Suck my dick. <laughs> I work my ass off to the bone to get us people on this show. Know, we actually might have one. Um, I'm talking to somebody who's a director of a documentary that I'm really excited about. So okay, uh, that's going to be on Amazon Prime. So I won't say what the movie is just yet. We're trying to get them. We're trying to get on their schedule right now. Um, and you'll work. To, you'll work on Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, so work on Lenny Kravitz as well. Perfect. When I get when I get Lenny Kravitz's uh, reps numbers, I'll just like yeah. be like, hey, okay. Lenny, come on, bro. Because sure um, sure I'll totally, I'll totally will, uh, put that in the email. Um, we'll love you forever. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, no, this has been a good episode. Uh, we'll see what the hell happens with movie theaters. Uh, I hope everybody has... Well, we'll be able to say this next week as well, but I hope everybody has a great weekend. I hope everybody um, stays safe over Thanksgiving. Um, don't gather with a ton of people. I have students who are going back to Mexico and the do Dominican, what you want. The don't Dominican listen, Republic. Don't Alex. So uh, school is going to be fun when we get back. DISD was like, screw it. We're just not going to like have virtual anymore. We're just going to be like in person. So we're going to have a ton of COVID at the school. It's going to be great. Um, cool. But before that happens, go ahead and tell um, as many of your friends, even if it's just one about the show, we would really appreciate it. Tell them to listen. Uh, we'll have stuff to give away at some point, maybe in January. Who knows? Um, but do that. Um, we'll have our top Christmas movies in December and check out our Instagram at furloughed film talks. We're on YouTube with our video interviews, our reviews and reactions. Um, that's furloughed film talks on YouTube and Twitter at furloughed film. Um, we are tweeting a ton of stuff out there, a lot of news. So, uh, make sure to follow there. 
Uh, I hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh, Thank you for listening to this episode. It means an absolute lot to both of us. And we'll see you guys next time. Adios, amigos. Hey, hey.